Release all the slaves. 
Radio.com at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard. Uh, check out our website. That's www.angrydevas.com. Angry Divas. Get it right, boo. This has been another Big House production. The Angry Divas Radio Show. Radio Show. Hi,
In the time before the men came, we were bold, explorers and wanderers, dreamers and schemers. We lived in harmony with each other and in constant search for the truth of this world and the next one. We were responsible, caring for our own and each other with a bond, deep understanding of what it really means to be part of a whole, a sister among your sisters. In the time before the men came, we were loving, treating each other and those we trusted with a sensuality and sweetness unmatched before or since. In the time before the men came, we could still fly. Do you remember that shit? Flying? I mean, flying as in step to the edge of the mountain, bear your breast to the north wind, rub each moon-bathed nipple three times counterclockwise, and reach out far enough and with confidence enough that from under each breast would emerge gigantic black wings with smooth blue-black feathers and a span of six feet on either side. And they spread out from underneath so that we didn't fly with that difficult upper body strength-dependent motion so beloved of Akaris and the boys. We just kind of laid out on our wings and soared. The only motion necessary was a kind of rippling thing that looked the way a fish looks when it isn't in a hurry and the water is the perfect reptilian subnormal degree of coolness. And we could fly for hours without even breathing hard. In fact, we developed an entire art form based on flying. Sort of like water ballet with 12-foot wings and a touch of bop to it. That and the art of bald head painting were both lost after the men came. Two art forms that just didn't survive, the loss of concentration. Mythology aside, I personally was quite sorry to see bald head painting go the way of moon worshippers and winged ballet. The intricate designs and decorations which emerged once the sisters agreed that hair was too distracting and all shaved their heads regularly, were breathtaking. And since the bald head paintings were temporary, disappearing at the first serious bath or sudden rainstorm, they were all the more precious. And even though the real radicals said they didn't see the difference between spending six hours working on cornrows and six hours working on bald head paintings, most sisters were so taken with the beauty and the sensuality of the whole idea from start to finish that the movement to outlaw it quickly died and was never raised again. But that was in the time before the men came. See, the problem wasn't so much in their coming, but in what their coming meant to us as Amazon women. Our magic was completely dependent on the strength of our collective concentration, our ability to sit within the magic circle, join hands, and collectively focus our minds on one thing and achieve it. But it took the complete concentration of the entire group, and so we worked hard to maintain that concentration, that focus, that power, which is one of the reasons why their lives, why our lives, were so peaceful. Superfluous activity is distracting. It weakens you. So they met twice a day in the completeness of their circle. 
And they thought about each other. And they thought about themselves. And they thought about their strength and their wisdom and their loving kindness. And they thought about their power. And then they would focus intently on the pertinent question, which on any particular day might be a problem of the mind or the heart. Reinforcement of their gifts and powers. Defense, healing, flying, birth. Birth is a good example of how it worked. In the time before the men came, we had our babies without them. What we would do when an Amazon expressed a desire to have a child was gather in the sacred circle in the birth configuration. Say the charm for fertility and conception and then concentrate really hard. And if the time was right and the concentration was total, a girl child would begin to grow inside her mother. Only girl children would be conjured in this way. It was, in any case, an all-female society. So that question of male children was pretty, pretty much moot. But if the time was not right, or if the sister was not really ready, or if someone was not concentrating really hard, it didn't work, and the baby girl was not conceived. In this way, the society had a kind of extrasensory method of birth control, and the life of the group, its future, was dependent on the ability of those already on the scene to concentrate and take themselves seriously. Sisterhood was, in a very real sense, survival. It was the same with flying. It only worked as a collective vision. If they all believed they could fly, they could all fly. But if one hesitated, before stepping off into the freedom of, into the beauty of, the void, they were all in danger of the crash. It was necessary that close attention be paid at a serious life and death level, 24-7-365. And it was, but that was in the time before the men came. And then one day, a young sister was hurrying back to join the midday sacred circle and she saw a man sitting outside the gates of the Amazon city. Now this was no big thing. Men lived in gender-integrated towns and villages all around the Amazon and they often had male lovers, although usually not for long. Most men grew uncomfortable trying to love a free woman over the long haul. Amazon women didn't put much energy into the discomfort of their male friends. Discomfort was distracting. When it got to be a real problem, they simply put their lovers and set them loose. Their society recognized no intrinsic value in heterosexual unions and held no censure for any kind of sexual coupling that took place between consenting adults. Men, however, were not allowed to sleep within the gates of the Amazon city, even on conjugal visits. Dreaming women were considered to be vulnerable to the power of the men. And so at first moon, they were escorted outside the gates and wished good night. But somehow, this man seemed different from the others she had known. It was almost as if he had a glow around his head or something. 
and he was holding all the. All right, that's part one. Let's talk about it. Y'all can hear the rest tomorrow. Tomorrow shows official part two. Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of the Angry Divas Radio Show. That's right, baby. I am your host with most the Triple Dark Goddess, also known as Diva Fire. Today's show is the time before the men came, part one. This is a poem that was written by the brilliant, the dynamic Pearl Cleage and performed in the spoken word variety by our dearly departed Ifama, our mama. Love that lady. May she rest in power. Had some really great conversations with sisters about this the past couple days. And I wanted to do this today, especially coming on the heels of yesterday's show where I was talking about the dark side of the black sisterhood and um, also make an announcement to you guys. I decided to change the date. Yep, Diva changed her mind yet again. Oh, well, keep up with me. God does that. Um, We are going to do the class next Friday. So for those of you who sent me emails, you know, that you wanted to sign up but that you weren't available this Friday, don't worry. I've changed the date. So next Friday, what is that, April 2nd? We will be hosting the class. It is still on Early Bird. Early Bird ends March 26th. Yep. So you can sign up for the dark side of the Black Sisterhood teleconference call. I'll also do a little contest on Angry Divas. You can check us out on our fan page. We are Angry Divas, the dark divine feminine. And... um. Let me see. I should probably pin this post to the top, but, you know, I, I pin things and then unpin them. But what I'll tell you is it's the third picture from those most recently posted. If you go on our picture albums, you should be able to find it. It is an image of a goddess. She's holding a scythe, and there appears to be an apple levitating of sorts out of her other hand. And so the contest is this. Name that goddess. She is Diva Fias favorite dark goddess. And the winner of the contest will get next Friday's uh, Dark Side of the Black Sisterhood teleconference call for half off. Inbox me on Facebook or DM me on Twitter. I'm also going to put this up on Twitter. But inbox me on Facebook and DM me on Twitter with your responses and your answers as you guess which goddess that is. But anywho, <laughs> we are going to talk about this in our class. I'm really excited about that, and we already have to sign up for the class, of course. We are also doing a monthly service called I Am the Goddess, where each month you will be having access to a different goddess, to or each week, excuse me. It's for the year. And so it's 52 goddesses, and each week we'll be doing a different goddess, each, or um, and each month. The service is charged you. That's how I'm really, you know, let me make sure I explain it right. So each week, we're talking about a different goddess, but each month you're charged. So it's a 12-month service, okay, 52 weeks total, 12 months, and you are welcome to sign up for that. And it's on our website, www.angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A-S, get it right, boo. And it's in my master classes in the new classes section, and it's called I Am Goddess. I am goddess. 
got it. Say it, baby. Again and again and again until it sticks. I am the goddess. And so you can sign up there. I welcome you to. Um, it's awesome. It's going to help you to move past your energy blocks, helping you with transforming problems into victories, healing any residual trauma, and even tapping into financial abundance. This is for the entire year. And this is, this is just to help us to reconnect to our goddess origins. So we've got a lot of new things going on on Angry Divas. Make sure you check out the website and that you keep up with us on all of our social media. As you know, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Yay! And we're also on Instagram. And um, what's that other one? There it is. We're also on Pinterest. Told y'all this year, things are going to get better about social media, and I have. Absolutely excellent about it. So in the time before the men came, yesterday I mentioned this. I talked about it extensively, actually. And I said to you, sisters, that we used to have a thriving and functioning sisterhood. Now we have a very dysfunctional sisterhood, um, you know, one where we assume just the worst of each other and work on just absolute horrible assumptions about each other. And it's hard to exhibit um, or see the exhibition of respect in the sisterhood. Um, Everybody extends judgment to what other people do. But they extend a lot of mercy to themselves doing the very same shit that they would lambast someone else for doing. And that's something that's starting to tear apart our sisterhoods as well. We don't have to agree on everything. But, you know, there's a lot of hypocritical shit going on, too, to be real. And it's causing rifts. It's causing breaks and damage. It's just unnecessary. People are choosing sides. It's ugly. It's unbecoming of the black woman. And I want you to know I will have no parts of it. I'm not here for it. As long as you don't come for what is mine, you don't try to rob from me, vamp off me, even though you're claiming you ain't, you're fine. But if it's what you're doing, know that I've already put the curse out there for all of you. So you might want to stop now because I'm not going to be a part of this stupid fight. I'm not part of that. That's just beneath me. We are over here cultivating healthy sisterhood relationships and networks with women who are worthy and ready to create and manifest the dreams and the desires of their hearts and to see those things as active parts of their existential reality. That's what I'm focused on. That's what I'm about, about the real. If you all want that light crap, you know where to go for it. But in this time before the men came, if you pay attention to Pearl Creech's poem, if you pay attention to what I said yesterday and you've been paying attention to any of your matriarchal her story, you will understand that those of us who are dreamers, those of us who are seers, those of us who are oracles, priestesses, witches, shaman, healers, whatever it is that you call yourself and whatever it is you feel most comfortable to align with as a title or a description of your calling, your mantle, your ministry. We're very vulnerable. We are. We are the most vulnerable of all the women on the planet. Those of us who bear the anointing. Those of us who walk in the anointing. Because all of us got an anointing, but not all of us are walking in ours. Some of you trying to walk in somebody else's. But those of us who are walking in our anointing, we're very vulnerable, more vulnerable than anybody else on the planet. Because an anointed woman is a dangerous woman. They hate the anointed. 
Oh, they love the appointed. They'll appoint a bitch in a heartbeat and try and snatch somebody else's anointing to give to the bitch they want to appoint. But she will disappoint you every single time. And disappoint herself because you cannot take what is not yours. We have too much of that going on. This did not exist before the men came. This is where we began to absorb that frequency. Remember, Pericles said that a dreaming woman, an anointed woman, a gifted woman, is very vulnerable to the power of men. We've been talking about this, you know, in our Dark Marriage series. I decided to do it as a series of classes. I was just going to do the one class. But the sisters asked me to, you know, keep it going because now they want to really do an invocation, invocation to the dark masculine. It was on early bird, and now it's at regular price. Um, and when you're doing invocation, you got to put in if you really want to get out. If you really want to learn it, it's going to be um, a very valuable action-packed class, and you will be investing in that. It's not going to be no little cheap $45 class for something as serious as invoking the love you most desire into your life. There's something more there than that so that you're protected and you're safe and you're in a healthy relationship and not drawing in someone who exists to keep you from getting to your next level. I mentioned this in our dark marriage class and when I referenced the dark marriage too, invoking the divine masculine, the dark divine masculine class that we will be having next week. I said, it's unfortunate that no one taught us this, that we had the right to create the masculine of our desires and to not accept anything less than him. But this is where we are. This is what it is. So if we want to partner with men, we're going to have to, unfortunately, fail a couple of times at the school of man until we're ready to really graduate that thing. We've masterfully studied man. We are masterful students of man. So we are not going into partnerships with men ignorant, stupid, talking about we vetted some man and then three years later talking craziness about how he did this, that, and the other. We are not doing any of that crap. Mm-mm. We're going to create his ass. I'm making a man <laughs> dark hair and a tan, and he exists to soothe my tension. <laughs> my little shout-out to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, we have to. We have to be masterful in everything that we do and create the lives we desire. We've been trained against our creator instinct, and that also is something that's the result of falling for the power of men or the appearance of power that men possess and that they exude. It's an appearance of power. It's not real power. It lacks authority. The only way that they have any power is for us to give up our own, for us to doubt our own. Didn't you hear that in the poem? That every, the sisterhood was vitally important to the preservation of the Amazon society. I'm a son, Amazon, same thing. We are the sons of Amma, S-U-N. Women are the true sons of Amma. Don't let that S-O-N shit fool you. The sun is a sustainer energy, and no man can do that. And before the men came, we knew that. So we didn't do stupid shit like set them up to fail and expect them to be the head 
of a domain they have never ruled, which is the house and the hearth. Home and hearth have always been the domain of the feminine. And before the men came, we knew that. We did not give up our power to the appearance of power that lacked authority, except that we lay down and give it over of our own. Tomorrow in part two, we will be playing, of course, the second part of the video that she put together that I have put into the soundboard here. And we will be discussing the rest of this. This is a great week for me. I don't know about you, but this is just such a chill-ass week. The energy has just been so delicious, you know, such high vibrational, such great energy. Even all the hatred and the angst, y'all are foolish because I love it. Idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Diva loves it. I live for this shit, you know? You can't hurt a vampire. Feed on energy whether you, you know, pissed or not. But it's been a wonderful week, very revelatory, very just, I don't know, free, light, easy, no obstacles, no crap, no nothing, just getting things accomplished, parthenogenically creating things, concepts, thoughts, vibing with other sisters who are also parthenogenically creating, um, you know, doing ritual work and chanting work with sisters who are protecting their wounds from vampirism. I have sisters say to me, all you do is talk about vampirism. Listen, all you do is turn a blind eye to it. And the people who complain the most about those of us who discuss vampirism actually naming it what it is, they're the vampires. Those are the bitches that run around here siphoning other people's shit, mixing it into what they do and pretending like it's their own... uh, which is why they have a problem with us teaching about vampirism. Because if we teach you what it is, you'll recognize what's been done to you. And then you'll be likely to call one of us to curse these bitches who steal. I'm Triple Dark Goddess. This has been another Bitch House production, Gambity with Radio Show. Make sure you log in tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on blogtalkradio.com backslash angry B-E-V. A-S. Again, this has been another Bitch House production, and we'll see y'all tomorrow.